along to the latest Trevor Blue podcast. Um, we're speaking to you after City have beaten United at Old Trafford and then Burnley at the weekend and ahead of two more games to go. Thanks very much for listening. We appreciate it. And obviously we're available on all platforms now. If you get a chance to give us a review, then ideally give us a five-star review. Subscribe, tell all your friends, retweet, share, all that sort of stuff. And thanks very much to Hot Click Marketing from Manchester, who are run by a City fan, who are supporting the podcast for this season and for the remainder of the season. Uh, so go on their website and, and have a look at their Twitter account, which I always put in the link anyway, uh, and see what they do. And if you run a business and you want to get more profile on Google adverts and all that sort of thing, Tony, who, who runs that, can help you. And I know one or two people who've listened to the podcast and have done what I'm saying have been surprised by how positive and what a great experience it is. So I recommend it. Now with me today are uh, three of the squad. Um, <laughs> first of all, we've got the mechanic. Is that like is that like the midfield general kind of? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm Paul. Prestige car repairs. Um, no nails left from the weekend, to be honest. Even though I did watch the game, we've also four hours earlier. Didn't I? <laughs> oh yeah, we'll come to that in a minute. Um, we've also got the glamour. So that's Harlan. You thought that was going to be oh, you, Emily, oh, didn't you? Yeah. First time he's, he's giving a compliment like that. Because he looks like Gary Neville. No, no, the no, glamour is a compliment. Let's get it right. The glamour is Emily. No, so go on, Emily. Introduce yourself. All right. Well, she writes the King of the Kid it's Packs and, uh, and and all sorts of other stuff. And uh, and this rogue. Um, Absolute rogue. Uh, who he looks like Gary Neville um, is actually Harlan. So uh, so that's the team today. Uh, mm. Obviously, I'm going to start by talking about nerves, but we we could introduce Paul's story here as well because uh, the, you know the nerves obviously kicked in early for Paul uh, because he got the day wrong for the uh, for the game this weekend. I, I, Explain. I, well, I, so I shut my garage early. I told all my customers, "Oh yeah, I'm shutting early today because there's a game to go to." So. The last customer said, uh, oh, he said, I've looked through my phone. He said, I, he said, I can't see it. So it's definitely on. He said, I, I went on the city's website and there it was. It's on Sky or BT or whatever it was. So uh, the wife's gone out shopping. Perfect afternoon for it, isn't it? Wife's out shopping, just had a quick bath, sat there with my city kit on. Five past two. Five past two, flicking through, can't find it. Beer on the go. Yeah, pacing up and down. <laughs> full not, kit. Yeah, full kit, yeah, FK double at home, yeah. Um, and then I looked and it's coming on and I thought, this isn't right. So I went on my city app. You got CBBs yeah. rather than... CBBs on it. Yeah. <laughs> and I realised I was uh, 24 hours early. The game was on Sunday. So was that, was that nerves then? Did I it kick in even I more think, then? I think it just... My brain's just gone. With bank holidays and all the rest of it. I think that's what it was. It was nerves kicking in big time for the game. I was. Tell me about the experience. I did a vlog after the game, of course, and before the game, where everybody I spoke to was one message, nerves, I've never felt yeah. more nervous. The only person I think I spoke to who wasn't nervous was Paul Warhurst, I bumped into him, ex-City player, and I said, are you nervous? No, not at all. He was the only person I think who wasn't nervous. Exactly. How were you three <clears throat> feeling? Oh, sick as a parrot, yeah, yeah. I'm actually quite glad that we've got this, this week now, a little bit of a break, because then I can just kind of breathe and reboot a little bit, because 
Yeah. Another medication kick. The enjoyment has been the final whistle. (laughs) You know, when the final whistle blows, the relief that washes over you, it it just lifts from your body. And it's quite sad because we're playing some extraordinary football and I really want to enjoy it. And I normally do really enjoy it. But at the moment, and for the past couple of weeks, I'd say, I'm kind of, when we score, that amazing rush of adrenaline. And then in the final whistle, I feel more or less exactly the same. And then I can come down. But I was shaking on Sunday. I was like physically shaking. And my dad was like, you're gonna to have to calm down. And I'm like, I can't. Yeah. It's just, make, it's making me ill. Yeah, I think we've got to split the enjoyment that we got from last season over the two seasons because I've enjoyed this season. We played some outstanding football, but in terms of watching it as a fan, it's been a lot harder to watch at times, not because we've not played as well, just because like you say, it's been a lot more nervy. We've constantly been looking over our shoulder and then thinking we need to get above them and it should be brilliant shouldn't it yeah. well, what was it was it the 31st change 30th yeah. change when it to the league table this yeah. season so that just shows you how topsy-turvy it's been all season yeah. however I still think that we are miles ahead of them in terms of football and um, I think it, well when we win the league not if when we win the league um, it'll be well and truly deserved some people have, have said to me uh you know, that that this season is more That's exciting, it. you know, that the blood's flowing more and all the rest of it. Uh, on the other hand, my missus was watching a game on TV and was very, very critical of the game. Um, and my, my son's saying, shut up. And I mean, I wasn't there, I was at the game, but this is, this is what I'm, get, I'm getting relayed to me because she's used to watching this beautiful football yeah. and yeah. suddenly now at Burnley, maybe even to a certain extent at United, it isn't the football anymore that it's just about it's the results. Result. Yeah. It's not performance, it's result. It's just, we've looked nervous as well. <clears throat> the players have looked nervous at United in the first half and again, Burnley in the first half. For me, they looked really, really nervous. You could see how much it meant to them. And that obviously then, that relays to the fans and we're all nervous wrecks as well. The thing is, the, 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 the massive pressure, we've got the pressure of the footballing world on our shoulders because apart from the Scousers, there's only them that wants to, them to win it. Yeah. Nobody else wants Liverpool, Liverpool to win this apart from probably the TV. The TV stations and the, the cult that is Liverpool because we're, we're carrying that and I can feel it myself. It's, it's, I just, we just can't, can't slip up. No, I don't think we will. Do you think do you think that uh, the fact that the football's not as good is bothering you, or is it uh, is no, now no. it just becomes tribal now? Does it? Because we know what we're capable of on our day, and I think it is a lot to do with nerves, and it, it's quite weird actually seeing it almost get to the players like that. But you can see it; you could see it at Old Trafford. And, you can and feel it through yeah, the, yeah. The, the electric, the atmosphere the, at the, the grounds as well. The, the pass is going astray and. The players who are normally playing like a 9 out of 10, like Bernardo, when they're dropping a 5 out of 10, you're thinking, what's going on here? But it's all, I think it's all to do with nerves, nothing more, nothing less. I just think they know what it means to everybody and the pressure on the shoulders. They've got to relate it into the result, haven't they? And it's just trying to carry that through and then look at the look at the fine margins. That's how close it's become. 29.5 millimetres. It's like an inch. And that's where we're at now. That's how close So that leads me, and and we can talk about the football a little bit more, but one of the subjects I wanted to talk about on this podcast is the the fact that on social media, it might be among your friends, it might be anywhere now, I don't know about you, but I'm very wary of tempting fate. 
social media is a, is a new phenomena, relatively new phenomena, where you know now, you, you've, you've lived through it, where if you see somebody put a post on there, we're going to beat you, we're going to... For example, my, my example is that I'm not a fan at all of Paul Pogba, right? Mm-hmm. I think he's one of the most overrated footballers that's ever walked this planet. That's yeah. my view. Yeah. I'm prepared to say that quite emphatically, right? Would I have said that on social media? I have said it in the distant past, but would I have said that recently on social media ahead of the derby? Because if you did, you know that then you're tempting fate and that if you say... He's rubbish, he'll never score. I hope he plays. It won't make any difference to City. An and then he gets the winner. Yeah. Then everybody's going to ram that down. Yeah. So are you now, as you're all active yeah. on social media, yeah. are you being more careful in what you put? Do you feel as if you know, uh, not, not tempting fate is a key part of, of your personas now? Well, I'll start off. With regards to that kind of stuff, I respect every opposition. I respect every opposition player. We had this chat, me and Paul, off air last week after we'd finished the podcast and I said, whereas Paul's more tribal City and he watches City and he, he loves City and he, he doesn't particularly love any other club or enjoy watching any other club, which is what you said there with your words, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll watch Match of the Day, you know, tribally. I'll watch other players, I study players, I study other teams' matches, I'll take time out to watch other teams' games. So I like other players in the league, so I would never call another player from an opposition team, I would never tempt fate in that way. But what I've done is, all season, I've been undoubtedly positive with regards to ourselves. So I have set a timer on my phone from the start of the season. <laughs> he has as well. With 365 days to go. When I, when I did the interview with you, after well, at the parade last year, the next morning I set a timer on my phone, I mentioned this last week, 365 days to win the league. Well, would you? I, I interviewed a guy from Cheadle Branch, the supporters club, before the game. Um, and this is my decision, uh, nobody else's decision. I asked him what he thought was going to happen. And he said, we're going to thrash these today. This is at Burnley. We're going to thrash them. It's going to be 6-0. And he was really giving it everything. I finished a video in him. And then I turned to him and I said, you don't really want me to put that up, do you? Because you're going to look a right idiot. If City wins 6-0 today, or by an emphatic scoreline... I will put this video up, but if we don't, I'm not going to make you look like an idiot and put this up because you're going to get a lot <laughs> yeah. of stick for it and it wouldn't be fair on you. And I'm not, the, 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 the videos that I do, the vlogs that I do, are not designed to embarrass or have a go at City fans. Yeah. Now, you're telling me with, you know, that, that, and you talk to me now and again after games. So it's a different scenario because you, you've seen a game, you've got the, the game's over. But if I came up to you before the Burnley game, I if I come, come up to you no. before the Leicester game, would you even be saying, oh yeah, we've got these today, we'll win? No, I would, I, I'm, I'm going to turn up to the Leicester game thinking that in my heart of hearts, we're going to win that game and we're going to be one game away so from the So I have just put a camera in front of you. What are you, what are you thinking today, son? I think it's going to be a... Yeah, <laughs> well, well I'd, what I'd say to you is, I'd say, I'd say I think it's going to be a tough game. I think they're going to try and play on the counter-attack. I think that it's going to be you know a lot more difficult because the pressure is on. We can't afford a slip-up. But I would never come up to you and say, we're going to drub them 4 or 5 nil. Even though I know we possibly could do, I would never put myself out there and say that. However, on the flip side... I have said that we are going to win the league. I've maintained that all season. And I don't mind that. I'd feel worse, put it this way, this is going to sound weird to a lot of people. I'd feel worse if I wasn't that positive 
and we didn't win it, then if I was that positive right to the very end and we didn't win it. I'm sure just because that's just the somewhere way I think. Carol Vorderman can understand that, but um, <laughs> you lost me a bit there. Now, I, I, before you open your mouth here, Emily, because I know what you're going to say, because this is an offshoot of the conversation that we're having. Right. I, I know that, because I saw your reaction to a tweet uh-huh. that City did, yeah. and also my son reacted in exactly the same way, and because mm. of a result of, of your tweet and his tweet, I then looked at a timeline of comments that went on City's reaction. They showed a, uh, there was one particular one where they did the, the two balls, the the, the Newcastle, sorry, the uh, the Burnley game where obviously the goal counted, and the Liverpool game where Liverpool's game was was not counted. And this can be broadened out into a bigger conversation, if you like, of and we can just talk about fans' tweets. But Manchester City did a tweet that you certainly the way you reacted. It felt like you were saying they're tempting fate. Well, they've done it before. Absolutely. The Newcastle game, where um, the social media tweeted out about the record that they held over Newcastle, really, really bragging about it, and then they beat us. And everybody was like, why on earth? Who would even think that is acceptable to put out there? Because you're destined to trip trip yourself up, aren't you? Mm. And it's just... How many retweets is that? And I know it, people be like, oh, social media, you know, is it that much of a big deal? But it is, isn't it? Because you get it rammed down your throat and it's just embarrassing. And yeah, they did it the other day. And I said, I was just like, you know, don't tempt fate. At this stage in I the season, actually, just don't tempt fate. Yeah. And, and there was somebody saying, <clears throat> um, a City fan saying, why are, are City fans reacting and being like snowflakes when we sing Raheem Sterling is top of the league? Well, we can sing that and we can sing Championers yeah, yeah. because we still are. <clears throat> you know, we sing about being top of the league. like. But you don't want the club to, to put those sorts no, of things no, out. But can I just jump in there? And... Club, no. I, I I've got a point wrong. on that, though. So that was before the Newcastle game, wasn't it? The, yeah. the club tempted fate. I don't think that's half as bad as people giving up after we lost to Newcastle as fans. I think that City putting that out and us losing the game... Yeah, that's that's going to get rammed down the throats and then we'll move on to the next game. But I think fans giving up after the game and saying it's over with 14 games to go, that's worse in no, my opinion. I think the club have a responsibility on that platform with that amount of followers that they have. Even when you've got the, the official Premier League Twitter who've retweeted that um, the, 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 the tweet that they put out yesterday of the ball mm. images, the, the official Premier League have retweeted that. Now, that to me is kind of showing on a level and, and trying to incite a bit more banter, if you like, the Which Premier is. League doing that. And it will do. And I've already seen the comments from Liverpool fans saying, like, tweeting at Jamie Vardy, come on, let's do these. And, mm. you know, it's just, it, there's no need for it. And whoever is doing that at City should really be thinking twice. I, I think the whoever does the social media at City, to be honest, I've picked up on a few things I've seen. And they haven't round the, the ground. I'm assuming it's the same people that do it. They must have a, a multimedia section or whatever. I don't know. And round the, the sort of like there's a bar. Of, oh, the stats. And they put the stats up and it's sort of like during, you know, before the game and during the game, the last time such a body beat us and we scored this many. Last time we played these, we scored. And I just think that's tempting. I know it's tempting fate. And I, and I, and I know if you don't believe in that sort of thing, but it's disrespectful, I think. I think it's disrespectful and it's setting us up for a fall and making us potentially look stupid if they do score against us or if they do beat us or whatever. I mean, it's, it's bad enough out there at the moment. I mean, I was going to bring this up later on, but I mean, now is a pretty good time to do it, I think. This season should be 
the, the most exciting season that the Premier League has ever had. You've got two teams, you've got City and Liverpool going at it, playing great football. Um, you know, one of us is going to finish, you know, one, someone will finish second with a massive amount of points. Yet for some reason, and it is, it's media driven for me, um, it's so toxic. Yeah. The, the, this this atmosphere that's around social media, around the TV, it's such a to toxic atmosphere. We should be embracing this. The Premier League should be sort of like promoting it. Look at this, look at what we're doing. And it's a nasty atmosphere that's out there. You've got scousers getting involved in, let's, you know, derail this, derail that. It pumps that. it all up, doesn't it? I mean, and, I, and it's I, clickbait. It's just... I'm, not, I'm not trying to be holier than thou here, but no. one of the th decisions I've made in what we do in terms of podcasting, in terms of the vlogging that I do, is try not, try not to be clickbait, try not to be yeah. whining up and sensationalism and be realistic. And yet I'm seeing match of the day... Uh, which is a BBC product tweeting a picture of Brendan Rodgers with a drink yeah, yeah. and I'm, yeah. you know and, Over and to you you know and yeah. all this and I'm thinking that is pure clickbait that it's is all to drive numbers yeah. Yeah. and and while we're on the subject City were patting themselves on the back and I, I don't want to really have a, a go here I'm just making an observation and I'm interested to know what you think after the Tottenham game when obviously there was a lot of drama towards the end of the game somebody who was controlling the Twitter did a lot of random letters and I found and I thought and at the time that, yeah. I saw that and I thought what the hell is this what does it mean and then afterwards I saw something where they were all congratulating each other saying it was a record number of likes record number of retweets and what had they'd done is they'd seen another club somewhere in America, I think, who'd done something very similar when they'd had a dramatic moment. And the, the, what they were trying to portray Coffee is strip. that they, the, the person just lost it and, and the head sort of fell on the keyboard. And that's why all these... And, they were, and I'm thinking, is this what you're getting <laughs> off on now? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, what, yeah. where's the professionalism yeah, gone? Yeah, yeah, we've just... We've just been knocked yeah. out of the Champions League. Well, maybe I'm wrong. What do no, you think? No, no. I mean, people might think we'd be, we're all being a bit precious, but I don't. And I, there was one guy who replied to me, and I get on with him really well, to be fair. And he was saying, actually, that the image of the balls is just stating a fact. So you can look at it in that way. But for me, it's putting us out there to be ridiculed if it all does go... I was going to say... So, but, you know, if it all goes wrong, it's putting... It's setting us up for a fall out there, and we just. I'm so superstitious at the moment because I am just living on nerves. The thing is, you're, you're, you, I can tell you, you're very nervous. I'm very yeah. nervous. I couldn't sit straight. I said to you before, I was, yeah. I was losing my head at all. I got the wrong day, mate. That's how nervous I am. This is what I mean. But I can't, during games, I can't think, well, I can't think that we're not going to win the league. I'm always thinking we're going to win the league. We're going to win the league against Brighton. See, we're going to win it against Leicester. See, Liverpool are going to drop points up at Newcastle. That's, that's how I think at the I moment. I think that's because I'm older. I've had to set I've, myself yeah. up I've, I've to still win the got league. The same old city in my head. Can yeah, I just I'm ask like, a question here? I've got, I've got a cup of hot chocolate there. Is that half full or half empty, half Alan? Full. That there? Yeah. It's half full. What, what do you reckon, Paul? Cold. <laughs> You're supposed to say half empty. Oh right, half empty. Right, yeah. right. right. Just illustrating the point. For... <laughs> what a waste of time that was. But so, but you're all you are glass half full, and you are glass half empty. Absolutely. I never. I maintain radio silence while there's a game on. I don't. I've never. I don't. I did it once, 
you, you learn by your mistakes, don't you? I did it once. Um, we were, I think we were beating United 1-0 or something like that, or 2-1 at half-time or something. And I tweeted to my mate, who's a United fan, you know, abused him or something. And then we got beat 3-2 or something like that. I forget the score. And ever since that day, I have never, ever, I don't send a tweet out during the game, um, a text out during the game or anything until the result's in and then I start sending me tweets out. So are you tweeting anything about the title race now before yeah. the Brighton game? No. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Just I've stopped watching Liverpool games. I have because I watched them play Spurs and then Spurs equalised and I thought, hang on, there might be a chance here. I'll tweet you. And then it went. It's your fault. And then... Yeah. The Southampton game, Southampton scored the nil. Really? Is this when they drop points? So you won't happen? be watching the Newcastle I've game? I've stopped watching him I've, because I've got enough stress from City at the moment mm. that I don't need it anymore because it, they just keep winning. So I just just focus on what we do because it's in our hands at the end of the day. And I mean, I, I've been, I, I sit back and I think, well, you know, the what is, they've got to play Barca and then they've got the Newcastle game in between the two Barca games. Then what have we got? We've got Leicester who play open, expansive football like us. So we've got loads of room to exploit there. And then Brighton, last game of the season, well, they're four points clear of Cardiff. Cardiff have got to play Palace at home and United away. I can't see them getting the points. So as long as Brighton is safe. It's birthday May the 12th, so that's a good Because it's really different if we go to Brighton and they need something. You know yourself being involved in like a relegation well, fight. How put, this, uh, it put it this way, Cardiff have got to win both the games yeah. to stay up. And I don't think they will. Obviously, the hope is that that will be resolved before yeah. we actually play <clears> Brighton. In fact, the dream, Monday. even though everybody's saying uh, in the don't. media, you know, if City slip <laughs> up against Leicester and all that, uh, whilst it's in City's hands and City's control... My preferred way of doing it is just to win both games and that's the end of it. But wouldn't it be lovely <laughs> if the Leicester game next Monday, as we record this, is actually the day City could win the league and then it's, yeah. it, it gets yeah. all the home fans a chance Relax. to be there again. Yeah, I've just got that typical City though, like Paul in my head, of like, oh, oh God, the, the catastrophe of like seeing, oh, I know it's so unrelated, but seeing what happened with Liverpool and Gerrard. I and I just keep thinking, I mean, obviously we can go and play teams off the park, but that's the margins that we're at now. It's, the draw's not good enough, It's is not it? even <clears> like, <throat> it could be like one mistake by a player or the wrong decision by a ref or a linesman. And I'm shaking thinking about it. Come on, Mr Optimist, put her right. Well, go on. I can't, I can't think like that. I can't think I'm that sure we're going to... Do you know what, do you know what? If Liverpool were to do something like that in a game now, they'd falter massively. We'd bounce back. If we, we haven't got the time If we were to concede a goal of that magnitude, like they did against Chelsea at the time they conceded it in that game, we'd bounce back within the 20 minutes. Yeah, but you're looking at the games against United and Burnley in those first halves, how nervous we played in both first halves. But then look what we did to them once we'd gone too well. well yeah, but we did exactly what I'd love to do. So the outcome of Newcastle, what we're saying here is that the outcome of Liverpool-Newcastle is going to make a big difference to way, the way the game goes against Leicester. If Liverpool have slipped, City should be able to play with freedom and the normal way. Yeah. Yeah. If Liverpool have won, yeah. then that becomes another Burnley game. Yeah. The problem for me, Ian, yeah. is, and you'll, you'll understand this, not no respect to you, you no, probably will fine. as well, and you as well, Paul, because you always said that you don't focus too much on other teams' footy and that. But I think people are looking at it as Newcastle that are where they are in the league playing Liverpool. Well, Teams can change their approach. Burnley changed their approach to play us. They didn't play to try and beat us the other day. They played to try and ruin the party. 
So, but they could have played if they wanted to. Dice could have set them up to play. And what I'm saying is, the Newcastle that plays Liverpool now might be like Burnley were. Newcastle might want to spoil Liverpool's yeah. party, so they might come at them. They might they might play a different way than Burnley played against us. Mm. So it's not the Newcastle that are sitting where they're sitting in the league. It could be any Newcastle that I, plays Liverpool. I've seen a Newcastle fan tweet actually saying, um, come on guys, we've got to do it. We'll never forget this. And they showed the picture of Collymore celebrating. Yeah. During that Liverpool game when they ended their title challenge, you know, when Keegan was the, the Newcastle manager and he was like, never forget this, let's do it to them. Let's let's make them feel how we felt on that day. And you say that and you say about what influence Rafa could have as well, because obviously I don't think he'll owe him any favours whatsoever. So well, Brendan but, Rodgers doesn't either, does he? You know, no. So they're all going on about, oh, over to you, Brendan. It's like... Plane flying over Anfield. Yeah, they sacked yeah. him in, in, out of a plane, didn't they? So, you know, he's, why is he going to do him a favour? Well, we can talk about this forever. We won't. Uh, we'll, we'll just Trevor leave it there uh, and we'll move on to another topic. Obviously, Raheem Sterling finally got the recognition of the football writers <coughs> by winning the Player of the Year, which I think is absolutely the... the I, I, I get that. I mean, personally, I still think it's Bernardo Silva who's yeah. the Player of the Year. Yeah. But Raheem Sterling, because of what's happened off the field, the way he's handled lots of things, I understand why the writers... And because I'm a journalist as well as being a fan, I'd like to think the the, the writers are more intelligent, and they've gone for Raheem Is Sterling. Is that why you're doing vlogging? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that, Paul. Uh, but obviously, the, the players went for Virgil Van Dijk, which none of us were surprised by. Um, but but all as uh, but let's you know the players also went for. Paul Pogba in their team, <laughs> so let's let's get it right. You know what I mean? It's uh, not quite as it. So what, not the brightest them footballers, are they? So what, what did you think? I mean, obviously there were other players in that team as well from City. Bernardo got in, Aguero got in. It's good to see the recognition, without a doubt. And Sterling is in the form of his life. So and again, it's like you say, the thing that happened at Chelsea and the way he responded to that with with the tweet, kind of highlighting about divisions in the media and, and young black footballers and the way he handled it I think he's matured beyond his years this season and he's really coming to his own the penalty kick at Wembley was absolutely what a moment that was for him as well and I think yeah he, he, he more than deserves it I, I don't agree with the, the Gary Lineker calling him out about the young player of the year and saying oh well you know Bobby Charlton could have a bit of a dig of his age because you know he was 23 when he at the start of the season so, so that's, that's he qualifies like Harry Kane yeah um yeah absolutely my eyes it's thoroughly deserved yeah I, I, I think I think it is genuinely I <clears throat> it's difficult this one I I think it's amazing that the, the sports writers have, have done what they've done if if he hadn't have called them out would he have still got? Would have still got I it? I thought that. All they've done, all they've done, all all year, is slag him off. He's got a gun tattoo. He's got World this, Cup, he's, horrible, he's, he's, he's disgusting. He's he's had a crap World Cup and all the rest of it. And all of a sudden, he's called him out. And now they, oh, he's fantastic, Raheem, and you know, and even Gary Lineker, he did all of them, every single one of them. They never backed him until he called him out, and all of a sudden, he's now fantastic. So, yeah, he deserves it. He deserves it. But has it. he got it for the right would, reasons? Would he have got it? And then the young player of the year, would he have would have someone else have got it? Do they feel because of Virgil van Dijk's got it that well, we better give Raheem Sterling some consolation? So give him, it, yeah. You know, I think he should have won the player of the year. You know, for me, Virgil van Dijk, yeah, all right, he's a he's a he's a great defender and yeah, I'd have him at City. But is he all that? Is he all this? Is, 
if you go to the matches and watch Virgil van Dijk... He's an old-school centre-half. He's an old-school centre-half, and he's not all that, trust me. He, he is, he but turned, if, oh, if no. you take him out of that Liverpool side, they would not be nowhere Absolutely. near that this But season. does that make him the player of the year, then? The effect that and the influence that he's had in that side... Yeah, I can see I can see why he's won it because you take Sterling out of our team and we'll still be up there, won't we? Virgil van Dijk, you take away from Liverpool and they'll be like fourth, fifth. Well this might well, we say that, but we don't know that, do we? Because he's never had we've never had it. Well take we? all the decisions away and the decisions. Well, it's, well we know that. It's all it's hypothetical. It, it, it's yeah. all it hypothetical. Is. Virgil van Dijk's not been taken out of that team, so we don't know how he perform. You take Harry Kane out of Tottenham's team, everybody goes, Oh, that'll be it. They play better without him. So <laughs> how do we know that Virgil van Dijk is the, 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 the main force in that forget team? Forget the odd mistakes. When he's, when he's 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 always been in the team. We for, don't know. Forget the odd mistakes. Forget the odd mistakes that Ames has made this season, Ames at Laporte, yeah? He's a miles better centre-half all round. If we're looking at a rounded centre-half, composed, great in the air, um, great at last-ditch tackling, clears the danger when he needs to clear it, plays out from the back. Has he ever, has he ever been dribbled past, though? Because Virgil van Dijk, nobody's dribbled past him. I've seen someone dribble past Virgil van Dijk this season. That? What sort of a stat's that? What do you class as a dribble, then? Do you know what I mean? A dribble is, you know, we'll find out anyway he's been dribbled past this season. Order. If he's not been dribbled past this You're season, right, I'll take the yeah. hat off for the first time on we'll, the podcast. We'll no, no, put it back on. Put it you know what I mean? He's going to face Messi, so we'll see. But <laughs> seri- <laughs> seriously, you know, at the end of the day, we'll see what his wrong. metal is then. Don't get me wrong, I think he's a, he's, he's a class act, <laughs> Virgil van Dijk. If he can stop Messi dribbling past him, but like again, in the fiver. everybody's getting brainwashed <laughs> by the media. You go to the matches and watch the football, you can tell, I've said this before, you go and watch a game of football, you're watching with peripheral vision. You watch it on the telly, you're, you're, you're susceptible to the editor's cut of what you see. You can make Virgil van Dijk look absolutely brilliant. You could make you could make me look brilliant on a football. I you are brilliant. Stretch credibility. Yeah, that right, far. Yeah. Well, you are. No, the top. no, if you had CGI and all that, would be, be all right. <laughs> he was their best player, though, when they played us at the Etihad. No doubt about that. And he was coaching Lovren. Yeah. So, so given yeah. given the split opinions that you've got here, which is which is interesting to listen to, I'm going to throw this controversial oh, one in, right? Dun, dun, dun. Right. Pep said the other day at the press conference there deserve to be two winners of the Premier League this year. If one finishes with 98 and one finishes with 97, they both deserve to win. Now I'm actually got this is the controversial bit. And, and believe me, the Liverpool fans and what they did to the coach and, 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 and other things that have happened, I'm not a fan of Liverpool's supporters. But I have to say that I agree with Pep that whoever wins this title, the winner should be uh, gracious in the way that it talks about the other team in this title race because I think they've both yeah. been extraordinary. Absolutely. Now, you might be the one who finds that diffi- most difficult to swallow here, Paul, because I know you're not a, a fan of Liverpool. I'm. Am I right? Am I right? I hate them. Right. I hate Liverpool. Right. And and it's not it's not the players. It's not the players. I can take or leave the players. I don't know them personally. They all might be. I don't know any any players personally. So they might all be really nice people. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. They probably are. It's 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 the media loving and it's the 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 toxic nature of the Liverpool fans that ruin it for me. They they they've ruined this season for me. We should be able to have. I said it earlier. We should be able to have a, an amazing season and, and it should be really exciting. And it's not because they. 
we're going to give them a load of stick when we win it. They're going to yeah. give us stick if they win it. It's just going to be a toxic atmosphere. So I can't, com- I can't convince you that if City win on the last day of the season at Brighton with 98 points and they finish on 97, yeah. that you can't put a tweet out there on social media or come well, on the podcast the week after and go, well done, Liverpool. Uh, what, a, what a great uh, time. Oh, yeah, we'll do, yeah. yeah? Time. Well, oh, yeah, if we do that, I'm, I'll be loving it. I was saying out there, I'm in a position because I've been invited down to the studios of the Anfield Rap next Ding-ding. Thursday. <laughs> Sorry, no, but it's, it's all, it's irrelevant. <laughs> That's um, how we name drop Bell. You're not going to Yeah, if anything <laughs> famous happens. So next Thursday, so... Monday, obviously, Leicester. So I could be going down there with a big smile on my face or they could be walking into the lion's den. So Brave you. Very brave. <laughs> What's yeah, the percentage? Brave or stupid. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just been... You've got to commend them, haven't you? You've got to turn around and be gracious. I mean, but the thing is, if, if they go and win the Champions League, they'll try and overshadow it. If we win the domestic treble, mark my words, they'll make a massive deal. It won't be just them, though. It'll be the media. No, I know. The media will absolutely love They're the media it. And, you know, the Queen's going to give us a bank holiday and everything if they, if they, if they finish second, even. It's just. Uh, Come on, Alan, the, what, what are you think? What's the percentage chance then of, of, of us beating Leicester in your mind right now, right at this current moment in time? 80%. So you're 80% yeah, I'm, sure? I'm, I'm, I'm confident. Can you, can you give me another 10? <laughs> can you give me another 10%? Can you go in at 90 on Monday night? I'm, I, I know if I she does confident. that, will you answer my question? Yeah. Right, are you going to give him another 10? No. Give us another ten percent. No, I mean, I'm just being generous. You know how good we can play, right? You know, know how good we are. No, I know that. Are you just thinking because of the I've scenario and the, the situation? Have we been beaten by Leicester this year? We have, but we were the better team in that game, and lost. So Liverpool so? win the title by a point, or we win it by a point. Are you going to be gracious to Liverpool? No. And I'll be honest with you. I, I can say, all right. No, I I'll tell you what. I can. I'll split it. I can say it's a great points tally to have. There's been some good goals scored. Salah's goal against Chelsea was an outstanding strike. I can look at individual moments and say that they've been superb in individual moments. But are you seriously wanting me to say in that that they've only they've only finished three points behind what we finished on last year and they've had just as good a season? Not a chance. Not a chance. Because I'm not being funny. If you take the points off them that they've gained from advantages and from decisions and stuff, they would have been nowhere near us. And if anybody tells me that they're only three points behind what we did last season, that's a massive, massive, massive insult. Right, I'm drawing a line under that one. Uh, you've heard what they've got yes, to say. Right. Yeah. Today's podcast is going to be slightly shorter than normal because Dr Gary James um, is going to record a podcast with me directly after this one, which you'll hear, um, well, it'll be published later in the week. Um, but I, I think um, Gary deserves a little bit of a special treatment and I want to really talk to him about uh, some of the things that I've seen him do recently, talks, etc. So make sure you download that podcast as well. So I've got one final topic to put on the table, which is... A topic that we could talk about generally anyway, but has been brought to a head this week by the Bernardo Silva uh, chant um, being altered because obviously City is not going to go to Madrid. And the alternative words, which I'm not going to repeat on this podcast, um, were not were not nice. Um, and I have to admit that even though I was in the crowd at Old Trafford in the away end, right next to people that were chanting this, I actually couldn't tell what people were singing, genuinely. I was filming people uh, as, as they were chanting it, and I thought, I love this song, and I'll put this in the vlog. And then, because these days I'm not in the press box, I actually edited my vlog in the street, 
uh, outside Old Trafford. And, and it's difficult to hear with great accuracy. And I still couldn't tell what was in that song. And it never even occurred to me that it would be something terrible um, as it was. So I put that in my vlog. And then a couple of people contacted me and said, you do know what they're singing, don't you? And I, and I thought, no, I don't know what they're singing. You know, it's, it's like we're not going to Madrid, which would be typical of City or some other alternative line. And I, didn't, I just didn't, the penny never dropped. And then eventually I had the opportunity a couple of days later to listen with proper sound. And I could hear that some of the people were singing this, this terrible chant. So immediately I went onto the YouTube site and I found a way of re-editing my video to take this out because I think it's disgusting and I don't want to be associated with that. So I've now removed that chance from my video. Uh, now the, the message has come through Kevin Parker, who's secretary of the supporters club, that Bernardo <coughs> and the players sometimes sing this song and they love the song, but they can't now and don't want to be associated with it. Now, I bring this subject up, and obviously you, I know Harlan in the past, have said you, you come up with alternative lyrics yeah, to yeah, it, which yeah. are far better. <laughs> um, but but actually, what this you can talk about that if you want, but actually we can broaden this out, because we've talked about atmosphere in the ground, mm. and we've talked about the fact that you want the whole ground to sing songs. And it's also been pointed out to me um, that the Edison song, you know, has swearing in it. And there are other songs that City fans sing that you wouldn't necessarily want your child or your, you know, I mean, we're not being prudish here, we're not being snowflakeish, but you just wouldn't want family and, and, and people who yeah, yeah. don't like that type of thing to be joining in with. So there's a bigger question here, which might be a, a subject for another podcast, but we can touch on it today. Is it, first of all, presumably we all agree that the Bernardo song must not be sung like that. But do you take it any further than that and say the way to get everybody joining in in the stadium is to not have swearing and and all the rest of it? You're shaking your head, you Emily. Can't though, can you? That's impossible. Can't the emotion? You just it? can't. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> there are songs out there with lyrics that when I when I hear them being sung and they've been sung for years and years and years. The old Manchester is wonderful. <laughs> the lyrics to that. Uh, if my yeah. little boy heard that, <laughs> you know, but... Maybe have a few questions when I'm, you got home. I, I'm not... I don't get... I can see, obviously, the Bernardo song and those lyrics are really offensive and I totally understand that and I do not condone that in any way. But the effing and the, you know, I can take everyday swearing, that's not a problem I've heard me. worse shouted at players um, from the tennises than yeah, in the song. Yeah. I, do, I, do, I do get it, though. I mean, I must admit, I'm... I'm I'm not I, I yeah. sing all them songs. Yeah. That I, I, I genuinely, I've, we said in the carnaway down into that I actually um, messaged Kev Parker, I, I responded to Kev Parker's tweet because I had not heard this new version. We were talking about in a supporters club before the game and we were sort of saying what we're going to sing now. So we all came with, we're all going on the... Yeah, for a drink. For a drink. I like that we're not going to Madrid because that's yeah, quite yeah. funny. Yeah, so we, we, we were at, all right, we'll sing that then. So we were all singing that. And yeah. then I saw your vlog and I, again, I didn't think anything of it. So then when I asked Unless you, you really listen, oh, yeah. you can't tell because what Because there was singing. people singing all sorts because it's a new song coming out. And to be honest with you, I'm thinking it's a little bit of a storm in a teacup with the Bernardo song because it was at Old Trafford. It gets a bit. You that know, can't justify it, though, can it? No, 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 no. I'm not justifying it. I'm just saying it. I think, I think that, that it won't be sung 
through the rest of the season. But I was told that again, I'm in the Burnley end, and I did I couldn't tell that that was being sung mm. in the Burnley end. But afterwards, people said they were singing it again at Burnley. Well, well, you, you, when I said they, yeah. we might only be talking about a small number of people. Um, and hopefully the message that's gone out from Kevin Parker and the reaction now will be that that stops happening, hopefully. Mm. Because, it, you know, obviously well, there was it, the... It, my dad always said, don't drink on an empty head. And if that's what they're doing, then that's, that's the songs they're going to sing, isn't it? But you're, you're, all, you're cool with singing other things. It's just not that one, you know. Yeah, the, no, I didn't, I didn't, the Edison I, song. Well, I, I watched the vlog um, when you put it on YouTube and I listened to it and I felt a bit churned watching it like... Because... I think the person that the song, well, the last bit of the song's about was an outstanding player. I never saw him Could live. you hear it then? I could hear it, yeah. See, I vlog, couldn't yeah. tell that. I genuinely I didn't couldn't hear it. I only, I, only, I only listened once. <laughs> I only listened once, but I heard it. And I thought, I was churned up a bit because, you know, I don't, I can't stand United, but I don't think that we need to be involving them in a song about Bernardo Silva. No. That's why I don't think sometimes that we need to always talk about going getting drunk and stuff in songs as well. Because I think we could have kind of, I that think, song is about Bernardo. We've got the MCFC OK one. I think the Bernardo one should be something more personal to him or the club. And that's why I made alternative lyrics up and said, best team in the Premier League. Because I personally believe that we are and we will be for the foreseeable future. Yeah, if it was them singing something like that directed at us, we really wouldn't like it. You know, imagine we? Colin Bell or something. Yeah. Ian would be really insulted by that. Yeah. Or Tony Buck or Mike Summerby. I mean, imagine Mike being sat in the ground listening to yeah. that. Being such yeah, a no, fantastic it's, it's, ambassador for the uh, club. As I say, I think Awful. I think that particular song. I think the message. Well, if the message don't get across, then you know these these. Well, we'll, we'll 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 have this conversation about general songs again. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. So let's just finish by saying, which I think we can weigh up what you're all going to say <laughs> because you've sort of answered it already. Uh, next game uh, before the next podcast. What day is it on? Monday, Monday, so make sure you're sat in front of the telly if you're not going on the right night. I was night. going to say, I've come not home from somewhere. work. Yeah, it's going to that holiday, one, aren't you? Yeah, it's yeah. a bank holiday, isn't it? Yeah. So, Leicester at home. Um, what's your gut feeling? A City going to lift a trophy that night? Is it going to be another nervy one? Is it, you know, a, a Liverpool going to have won at Newcastle and then City drop points against Leicester? Where, where are you? Two Tell me how you're feeling. The permutations are just huge. My, my pounds are sweating thinking about it. <laughs> You, you know I what? I think it'll go I, to the last day. I, 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 I've said this so long, there's going to be a twist and a turn in yeah. Don't, sir. Don't, I, don't I, know, I can't help it. I, I don't want any twists. I don't want any twists. My birthday, I'm 50 on May the 12th, right? I'm going to Brighton and I want to go there and enjoy myself. I want to have nice long fingernails and I don't have to bite them down to the, <laughs> down to the knuckle. I just want to have a nice day out. So please, let's do it on Monday night. I just want it over with. This season, I've had enough. I can't handle it. Yeah, I think it'll go to... I want it done on Monday, but I think it'll go to the last day. Newcastle are a good side. I've seen vulnerabilities in Liverpool's back line. I've seen vulnerabilities in Liverpool's performances over the last couple of weeks. And I personally believe that if Newcastle perform at optimum levels, they can exploit Liverpool. Rondon Edder, 90th minute. Thanks for coming. Cheers for coming up to St James's Park. Tatty bye-byes. And then we win on Monday night. That'd be brilliant. I, I yeah. hope that's right, yeah, Alan. I hope that. that's right. 
thank you very much for listening. Don't forget, give us five stars, and you've got to give five stars after that uh, after that debate. Uh, and don't forget to subscribe, retweet, and share, and all the rest of it. And thanks very much for listening. And thanks very much to um, Hot Click Marketing, Manchester-based company, City Fan Runs It, Tony, for their support of the podcast for the second half of this season. Really appreciate it. We'll be doing the next podcast, at least the next squad podcast, as we call it, uh, will be next Tuesday, because we're recording this on a Tuesday night, because obviously City play Leicester on the Monday night. So by then, there'll be one league game to go. Uh, Whatever happens, mathematically, it will go to the last match of the season, unless City can win it against Leicester. Because if City were to lose to Leicester and Liverpool won, it would still go to the last match of the Can't season. Entertain so, talks like that, me. so Liverpool can't win it by the time we regroup, oh, but we could have won it. So let's sound, see where we are. Sound, sounded like Harlem then. <laughs> <laughs> right, thanks for listening. See you next time.